Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. History in five songs with host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. Uh, all right. Yes. Uh, boy, i got to mention, um, there was just a great meeting uh, done by uh, the bosses at Pantheon. Uh, I totally appreciate what uh, Peter and Christian are doing. I, I couldn't go to the thing, um, but I saw it on record. Recording and it was amazing. Didn't understand a dang thing what they said, but I'm glad they're uh, they're so incredibly technical and uh, and uh, checking out all these different opportunities and stuff. But yeah, that was pretty cool. I had to go to this Getty launch thing for his uh, our bass player's human two uh, thing. Um, so yeah, I missed that. I kind of regret it, but uh, yeah, it was really cool to see that it was all uh, recorded. Very promising stuff. Um, some good stuff about the whole Metallica uh, report situation. Boy, Ed, that is really cool that they're doing that. Uh, that thing's obviously doing well. Um, but yeah, kudos to uh, Peter and Christian for uh, running this company so uh effectively and efficiently. All right, so this is uh, episode 233. I'm calling this OTT hair metal songs. I loved doing this episode because I learned some kind of cool stuff, some cool patterning along the way when I did this. So what does OTT hair metal songs mean? Uh, OTT uh, is an old term from the, uh, you know, the Kerrang days, the new wave of British heavy metal days for uh, over the top, right? Um, so the idea here is I wanted to examine the idea of uh, when these hair metal bands did these these super crazy wall of sound, often with double bass, fast songs, why they did them. Uh, we'll go into some of, some of the sort of characteristics of them. Uh, but what I found super interesting about this episode 
was that, um, you know, this is actually going to be a true kind of history in five songs because uh, we're, we're, you know, I kind of discovered that in a big way, uh, Van Halen is responsible for all this. Uh, so uh, we're going to we're going to start with a Van Halen song when we get into it. But yeah, so the idea is is basically, um, you know, most of these albums have not most of these albums. Actually, a lot of bands don't do it and a lot of albums don't do it. But uh, it it is a hair metal trope. Um, that there are these super fast heavy metal songs, and why do they do them? I mean, is it is it to establish metal credibility? Is it sort of a uh, subconscious nod back to uh, you know the thing that just happened before hair metal with the new wave British heavy metal? I mean, one would argue that. This whole thing really starts off with, uh, you know, the super fast songs from the origins of heavy metal, your your fireballs, um, you know, even even paranoid for that matter, but really picks up steam with Judas Priest. So Judas Priest is kind of important in this fast song idea. Um, we've already done episodes about the history of double bass, the history of thrash. It's kind of a shared history with thrash. Um, but uh, but definitely the new wave of British heavy metal and definitely Van Halen because what we're going to find out here is that, um, you know, double bass is a funny thing. So so a lot of these songs, we've got straight sort of punk rocking, fast D-beat kind of drumming. We've got traditional fast heavy metal drumming. We've got double bass drum drumming that drops out or drops down to half time or drops in in into traditional heavy metal drumming but we also have um this this quite difficult thing to do but it but it seems like everybody wants to try it it's the double bass drumming that falls into a bit of a shuffle beat and that really comes from from Van Halen so so yeah it's kind of interesting you know a lot of these songs start with uh, with guitar solos they start with drum solos it's a it's an exercise for the drummer to go crazy it's an exercise for the drummer to sing high there's often gang vocals there's often kind of bluesy uh, tropes and licks uh, that happen that's the other thing there's a lot of guitar licks right there's licks happening all over the place um, we often get the stop start thing um, so yeah, we'll examine a little more as we go along here, but that's some of the characteristics of what we're talking about here. So these are over the top. Uh, these are kind of like the fastest, the heaviest, the wall of song, uh, the wall of sound songs that you get on uh, on hair metal albums. Um, and you know, other other reasons I suppose is is you want variety, you want quote unquote one of these on here. Um, like I say, it's metal cred. It might uh, have to do with um, let's have a barnstorming track to kick off the album. That's a that's a well known uh, trope. You know, we talked about that in the sequencing episode. Um, it might be to have something that they imagine would go over good live, but quite you know, generally speaking, these songs don't go over good live. We've talked about that before um, with this podcast. The whole wall of sound thing, the the thing, and you know, Megadeth discovered that the wall of sound, super highly technical pyrotechnic songs didn't carry over good this is that whole acdc syndrome where their songs sound great because they're simple and um you know the vagaries of a of a live boomy hockey barn um treat simple songs better um so yeah that's kind of the kind of the whole thing here i want uh, apologies uh you know there's there's some up and down some used some not used here i i pose this question hey got any examples to uh, Mick Phelan, John Coscio actually he turns in uh, turned in some nice uh, suggestions. Uh, but William Walker, I asked him as well. Um, 
but but I kind of went ahead with this before I got any answers. So I I just you know when I get enthusiastic about these things, I kind of I kind of ask a few people who have been helpful with episodes, and then sometimes I just storm ahead and find them myself and and do the episode while it's still fresh. And that's kind of what happened here. Um, you know I brought it up with Tim Durling, who really knows his hair metal. He mentioned a couple of things, but he said, hey look, your list is super complete already. So I I consider that a good thumbs up because he really knows his hair metal. By the way, he's got a new wine tea book that's just out. Uh, he did a Y&T panel book, the way I've been doing these panel books, and he got it out really fast. Hugh Syme did the cover art for it, um, so you can get that over at Amazon, so that's really cool. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into our first one here, and we shall discuss. This is Van Halen with Get Up. Okay, now why did I want to pick this one? So, um, so I picked this one because it is just so OTT over the top, and by that I mean it goes over the top into ridiculousness. It doesn't even sound heavy anymore. It sounds frantic. It sounds chaotic. It sounds unraveling, right? Um, so this is a really great example of over the top, and I definitely wanted to pick Van Halen uh, because. Like I say, I think they're the big uh, progenitors, uh, progenitors uh, of this whole I- idea. So you know, this this starts with uh, way back to the first album with uh, "I'm the One," Atomic Punk, and "On Fire." So you get these super heavy, you know, pretty fast songs from Van Halen right out of the gates in 1978. But "I'm the One" is the key one here because again, you get that fast shuffle idea. Um, you know, you might look at "Light Up the Sky" from Van Halen Two or "Loss of Control" as sort of this thing. "Loss of Control" much more than light up the sky light up the sky is pretty traditional Um, but loss of control again you got that crazy challenging weird kind of drumming from Alex Van Halen on there which uh, you know falls into the whole shuffle idea hang them high one of the few originals uh, on diver down so we're only up to 1982 here so again we're pre hair metal this is a great history of this thing Um, hang them high definitely feels like one of these and again it's it's never been considered one of the best written Van Halen songs. And that's another thing that happens with these songs. Um, singers find them kind of challenging to get a lot of words in. They're often very casual, like Hang 'em High has some casualness to it. But Van Halen's just known for their casualness anyways. Um, and then we get to Hot for Teacher. Now, Hot for Teacher is a is a really key uh, one for these tropes. Again, it's that sort of uh, sort of weird, you know, space between a straightened out and a and a shuffle uh, double bass thing. But this also has the big stop start thing where you know a bunch of insanity happens uh, for the vocal sort of thing. And here it's so ad libbed, right? Ad libbing is a big uh, part of these things too. But yeah, that stop start thing. That making space for singing, whether it's singing the way Dave does over basically nothing here, or sometimes it's singing just over drums. You get that a lot. Um, and then, yes, we get up to Get Up. So we get up to 5150, 1986. Sammy Hager joins the band, and this is a ridiculous version of uh, of this whole idea. You know, I, I, when this f- album first came out, I listened to that song, and, and my first thought was, you're just trying to compete. You're just trying to be heavy. You're trying to be show how heavy you are, and you got so heavy that um, it just sounds like helium. It sounds like thin air, right? It doesn't really sound like that heavy a song. Um, 
Source of infection on the next one, OU812, is like this as well. And then uh, the other interesting thing that happens here is uh, you get the doppelganger band, David Lee Roth, gone solo, and Shy Boy, which happens to be, you know, from the from the Talis days. So here's Billy Sheehan doing this in the old days. Um, Shy Boy is totally, totally one of these. Elephant Gun is one of these. The bottom line from the next album, Skyscraper, is one of these. Again, double bass, but in shuffle mode. Uh, some bluesy licks. It's, again, not all that heavy. So here we get another one. And I, w- I always felt this about Shy Boy and Elegant. Uh, elephant gun too but mostly more so the bottom line because on this album they thin it out so much this is almost like the get up version of david lee roth where there's still some meat and potatoes uh, on eat em and smile but by skyscraper they're yeah they're they're basically uh you know david up that mountain into the thin air everything's thin on here da- you know steve Vai is not a heavy metal guitarist he's a thin he's a thin guitarist he, he likes thinness um and the bottom line is is basically the David Lee Roth bands uh, get up, uh, and then even on uh, Little Ain't Enough, um, you get uh, the Van Halen shuffle beat again, fast for its showtime exclamation mark. So David Lee Roth loves this thing too, um, and he brought it uh, to his new band from his uh, his old band. All right, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, back again here on History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 233, OTT hair metal songs. OTT standing for Over the Top. Um, let's play our first uh, track. Well, it's our second track here, but let's play our track of this category, and we shall discuss. This is Kiss with I'm Alive. <laughs> 
All right, so I wanted to pick KISS here for a very specific reason. I wanted to give them a whole category because uh, they are a, a an amusing band, uh, as we've discussed before, with this whole idea of them um, uh, diving, you know, hook, line, and sinker from as a 70s band uh, diving into hair metal. Uh, they dressed the most hair metal. Um, they had... They had Every hair metal trope covered. Uh, they participated a lot in hair metal, put out a lot of albums during this time, and uh, had a fair bit of success with it. A lot of gold, you know, um, you know, oscillating with platinum uh, albums through this era. So, um, I'm Alive is a perfect one of these. That's the other thing. Uh, you know, here here is Kiss working this trope, this OTT hair metal song thing, and they just do such a mean median average lousy job of it right they just do this sort of like almost like a phone it in version of this you don't really believe them but they also have a little bit of pedigree for this so so yeah so this is i'm alive you get the drum solo intro you get the dive bomb slayer dissonance guitar so that so what what guitarists like to do on these songs is is they their whole mind frame is this is the wacky crazy chaotic look how heavy look how motorhead uh, walk on the wild side we are as a band uh, i'm just going to mirror that idea and just go crazy with a bunch of dissonant you know i'm going to throw in all my pyrotechnics i'm going to shred i'm going to do the dive bombs i'm going to do pitch harmon uh, pinch harmonics all that kind of stuff right um so yeah, this is from Asylum 1985. So we're like two. This is the third record. So we're we're three records into their hair, hair metal period. Um, but arguably, uh, King of the Mountain, also from this album, um, fits in this way. The way that Creatures of the Night and The Oath kind of get close to this idea. So Kiss starts kind of inching their way towards operating in this space by coming up with their sort of heaviest riffiest songs uh, starting with uh, kind of the oath on music from the elder and then creatures of the night so again uh, track one side one that whole positioning thing of of the fast like like get things going so creatures of the night and the oath kind of set up the idea of kiss operating in this space right um and then you've got the likes of uh boy what do we got here so give me more um you know faster than creatures in the oath uh from lick it up um, and also uh, the song, you know, also young and wasted a little bit young and wasted. You think of when you hear that chorus, you think they're operating in this space and this space is kind of like maybe a wall of sound space, right? Um, you know, with that one, although it doesn't really fit as much, uh, but give me more under the gun totally fits from animal eyes, 1984. So we're still early in the hair metal thing. Um, and then uh, no, 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 absolutely, uh, completely fits. You know, guitar solo first, uh, double bass. You get tapping. So that's the other thing. They they almost um, telegraph or underscore or remind you that all of this came from Van Halen because quite often when you get to the guitar solos in these songs, they do all of Eddie's tricks, right? So you get a lot of that. Um, Cadillac Dreams, uh, hot, hot, hot in the shade. Also, is is a bit of a like a slower slower double bass thing so that's the other thing you often get with these uh in the early days you get them a little slower a little bit straightened out and speaking of the early days that is going to be our next category here so uh take a listen to this this is Dawkin with tooth and nail i 
Okay, so our category here is early hair metal era. So how does this all kind of start up? Um, like I say, it starts with Van Halen, but let's bring in a couple of other ideas. So I mentioned the new wave of British heavy metal. Um, I almost feel like a lot of these examples that I'm going to cite with the with the early days stuff reminds me of the whole idea of what I used to call poverty metal, right? Um, you know, poverty metal, the whole idea of, of uh, you know, all those bands on Metal Blade and Shrapnel. And then you think of those early Shrapnel U.S. metal compilations. You think of the Metal Massacre compilations. So when metal is starting to get going in L.A., you definitely get this uh, this subtle transition from the new wave of British heavy metal into this. Remember we did, way, way back, we did that episode, how Lars Ulrich invented hair metal, right? So the idea there was that... Um, in the very, very early days, the 82, 83 sort of thing, it was it was basically uh, traditional heavy metal, but they liked this fast stuff, so you got this fast stuff. So you will notice, um, you know, the, the famous thing about the whole shrapnel thing is that this is where the shredders were born, right? So so it all comes from that as well. So um, so this one, tooth and nail, you get the double bass, but it's inter it, intermittent, right, from Wild Mick Brown. Um, uh, I wanted to pick this as well, this band, and uh, you're going to notice a theme for all my three, four, and five. These bands are all Van Halen on steroids. They got the same sort of lineup. Uh, they've got the uh, guitar hero on guitar. So yeah, um, you get the gang vocal, you get the red hot licks, the licks all over the place from George Lynch. So this is a perfect one that fits in here, but it is early. So this is 1984. Um, but also, I wanted to mention it's interesting that um, you know Dawkins a little bit like the Beatles in that uh, they they are are ground zero for a lot of things. So the the Break in the Chains album actually came out uh, back in '81 before it came out officially. And on that, you've got Live to Rock, Rock to Live, um, and you've got Night Rider, which are kind of like early versions of this. You know, we, you can line that up with Kiss Creatures of the Night sort of thing. Another early one that I almost went with because I have fond memories of getting Great White. Out of the Night as the EP uh, in 83. And then, of course, those five songs, they were repeated on both sides. But then Out of the, Out of the Night, uh, you know, was on the debut from 84. But it reminds me a little bit of that cloistered Creatures of the Night sort of production. And it's fast and it's riffy. And you get a little bit of that staccato thrash thing, right? So the other thing about these OTT songs is they might re remind you a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of thrash, right? Um so we've got um, we've got Motley Crue, Red Heart, Hot, uh, 1983, double bass, staccato, thrash, chugging, hanging chords. Uh, a bit of an update for them on Livewire. Um, so this is Shout of the Devil, 83. Pantera does does this a lot. So Pantera in the early days was like a hair metal shred band, right? So uh, Ride My Rocket, very first song in the debut, Metal Magic does this. Fast Van Halen shuffle again. Um, out for Blood from Projects in the Jungle, 1984, is also textbook uh, with the dime solo as well, the double bass. Uh, later on the same album, the title track, Black and Blue Auto Blast. Love me some Black and Blue, 1984. Uh, that's like slowish double bass, and it's stopping for the singing. So again, it's that hot for teacher idea, but that's a perfect one from 84. Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry. Um, Twisted Sister also deserves some credit for being part of the history of this whole thing uh, because you get some fast, pretty heavy songs on uh, Under the Blade. Um, but yeah, Stay Hungry is uh, is pretty fast, but it's a little more of that D-beat thing. 
Um, so, so it's, uh, it's a little more straightened out, smoothed out. They're not, they're not, you know, you know, AJ Perro doing the thundering double bass thing. Wasp Hellion from, uh, the debut 84, slow double bass there. Quiet Riot, Scream and Shout, double bass with spaces again from Condition Critical 84. Um, noisy, very fast double bass. Um, and it's a little bit of an evolution from Run for Cover from the debut 83, right? Europe scream uh, scream of anger from Wings of Tomorrow '84 fast uh, regular bass uh, you know uh, single bass type patterns mixed with double bass. Move into '85 you got Wasp Savage fairly fast not really OTT last command '85 come out and play title track from Twisted Sister also the fire still burns which is three four time but it is a wall of sound uh, kind of thing Rat Body Talk '85 dancing under uh, sorry yeah dancing under cover um, pretty close. Um, yeah, no, that's not, not 85. I think it's 86. Helix, Don't Touch Me, uh, Don't Touch the Merchandise from Long Way to Heaven, 85, a bit shuffly, bluesy again. So the vocal phrasing you get, uh, um, again, there, there are various tropes. Uh, I don't exactly know why, but, uh, but, uh, again, I think it's more from Van Halen, but there are three or four or five bluesy things that fall into this uh, this OTT thing again with the pedigree from Van Halen Dock and Lightning strikes again slow control double bass under lock and key 85 Motley Crue use it or lose it from Theater of Pain is absolutely fits into this straight line double bass lethal rip on that one love it Keel Speed Demon um, from the Right to Rock 85 again this this feels like a link to that poverty metal metal massacre type sound with these noisy not so great productions uh but it's more regular fast more in that wasp range which wasp by the way feels like that sort of thing too uh tesla coming at you um more of a regular beat mechanical resonance resonance 86 hanging chords like come out and play so sometimes these songs go into a hanging chord kind of thing rather than the staccato palm muted sort of thing um and Vinnie Vincent Invasion uh, Twisted from the self-titled 86. All right, let's play our fourth selection here. Uh, take a listen to this. This is White Line with Let's Get Crazy. Okay, uh, category here is mid, uh, mid hair metal, 87 and 90. So I wanted to pick this again because White Line, they deserve more credit, number number one. Number two, again, they're kind of like a Van Halen on steroids band. I think the songwriting is, is, is magnificent. But again, very fast, perfect Van Halen shuffle here. The riff feels like that. Uh, fiery licks, so you're getting licks all over this over the place so this is big game 1989 gang vocal chorus so usually everybody joins in on the chorus of these things um they these songs really have a party atmosphere of course as well uh vito brada yeah amazing stuff um great white fast road from once bitten textbook bluesy licks van halen tnt tell no tales um 1987 super fast straight ott almost thrashed this one with really ridiculously high vocals last track on the album a uh, rat chain reaction is slower double bass but it kind of fits this uh thing reach for a uh, reach for the sky 88 striper the rain uh more super fast but more like d beat when i say d beat i'm talking about that uk hardcore thing um that that kind of uh beat 
um, that can be played really fast. Uh, but Blackie likes his drums anyways. Like there's wall of sound drums all over Wasp stuff. Uh, Warrant, so damn pretty. More straight line fast, uh, but breaks into double bass. So like I say, there's this oscillation. This is from Dirty Rotten, Stinking Filthy Rich, 86. Uh, or, I mean, 89. Heaven's Edge, Can't Catch Me, bit of an obscure one. Self-titled, 1990. I think John Kosky oh, I mentioned this one. Uh, total Hot for Teacher on this one. Uh, again, singing over drums, halftime chorus. Damn Yankees even gets into the game. Pile Driver from the self-titled debut. Uh, the Shuffle, uh, and then into a straight beat sort of thing. Gang vocals again. Ted Nugent sings this one. Last track on the album. Licks again. So, yeah, always in between what's going on. They're firing off guitar licks. Um you know, I asked Tim Derling, being the Y&T expert, I can't, I can't think of any Y&T ones, and he gave me Going Off the Deep End from 10, uh, which really doesn't fit um, too well, but 1990, um, you know, it's a it's a mix of double bass drum gang vocal. Okay, a little bit, a little bit. Um, all right, let's go on to our last selection here. This is Mr. Big with Colorado Bulldog. Touch of attitude. Who's that, Madam Mac? Coming in at three o'clock. Why don't you send her over one, two? Okay, so our category here is late period hair metal, 91 to 93. My famous go to Vancouver and try harder period, right? I wanted to pick this one because it's absolutely textbook it's just ridiculous with the tropes it's got the bluesiness it's got the stopping for eric martin to sing uh, mr big is basically uh, another version of the david lee roth band so they're almost like um the next level uh van halen on steroids of course billy sheehan was in both bands uh but yeah you got the guitar hero the bass hero you got every everybody's a hero right in this band uh but yeah colorado bulldog is so ridiculously uh trope laden uh to to fit in this whole thing um so i wanted to pick that one double bass bluesy stop and start all that stuff shredley solo um a little bit of a follow-up uh in this idea of the fast songs too addicted to that rush from the debut um, also in this period, you've got Tesla with Don't De-Rock Me, Kinda Fits from Psychotic Supper. Skid Row, Slave to the Grind, 92. Again, D-Beat, pretty fast, punky. This is another thing that happens with some of these songs. You could pick songs to go into this category that, that are just kind of like fast and and super heavy at the same time in, in almost a punky sort of way where the screaming gets really shouty and screamo. Um, you know, where so this is another way bands... I kind of prove, oh, oh, look how heavy we are. We can be too super heavy too. And again, you know, the idea almost here is like, uh, is like um, when these guys are thinking, oh yeah, we, you know, we want, we want a, an audience of guys and girls, of course, you know, that's famously why hair metal did so well. And there's all these multi-platinum albums is that everybody was, was into it. But these songs are for the guys, right? They're, they're for the guys. And the, you know, we, we want our, we want our, our metal cred, like I say. So uh, along that lines, you get warrant inside out super heavy screamo from uh, dog eat dog 1992 this is a whole album where they're trying to do the same thing skid row is kind of doing to be a little heavier gang vocal that tinkling hi-hat bell thing you know that comes from alex van halen too so you get that in here um where you know there's the there's the off Stuart copeland din, 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 you know kind of thing going on when they're thundering away uh on these songs uh, you get tapping even the guitar tone i mean everything about this it, it really sounds like a van halen pastiche uh but it's more controlled 
double bass drum in here as well. A um, little bit of an obscure one, Canadian band Svengali Stiff Competition from the self-titled, which is 1992. This is a, a famously late-for-dinner Canadian hair metal band getting into this thing with their debut just as the whole thing is uh, is going away. So uh, so there you go. Um, those are lots and lots of examples of this idea, why they do them. Um, yeah, the motivations, all the different characteristics of this whole thing. If you like this show, want to support future episodes, please go to ko-fi.com slash martinpopoff. Hit that red support button. Buy me a coffee or a pint. Uh, like I always say, you know, the idea there is there's a simple PayPal $3 dealie. Um, this week, I want to thank Joe Becht, Andy at Black Sugar Transmission, David Foster, very generous David, take a long break, uh, Jamie Laszlo, Augustin Garcia de Paredes, Philip Edward Phyllis, Steve Polari, and Aaron Steelman. Um, and yeah, martinpopoff.com for all your book needs. Um, I just got a new batch of the Who book in. Um, the Kiss, uh, I've got more Kiss coming, so that one's doing well, but that's my new Kiss at 50 book. Um, obviously, uh, nicely lined up with the end of... Um, the end of kiss and all this stuff about the avatar situation yeah you can go to our contrarians youtube channel and see us uh, see my rant about that whole avatar thing that happened um but yeah um i signed them shipped them out of the office paypal buttons for everything uh there you go uh hope you like this episode i thought it was pretty cool that uh that i found van halen and almost every one of these dang songs um but uh i'm not going to send you to van halen for for any homework go listen listen to some white line man they deserve some more love Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at The RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us. At R and R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.